Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee. This is the Autosport Podcast. Well, our poll sitter for Sunday ends a 215 race start wait to lead the pack away for a Formula One Grand Prix. Red Bull's Sergio Perez said it was an unbelievable lap that put him top of the timesheets and will be pole position for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. At one point, it could have been either Ferrari taking pole, but the way that it shook out, Sergio Perez will start first alongside Charles Leclerc and on the second row, Carlos Sainz Jr. and Max Verstappen. Behind them, Esteban Ocon and George Russell in the lone Mercedes in the top 10. Uh, followed by Alonso Bottas, also having a great start to the year. Pierre Gasly in ninth and Kevin Magnussen. I talk about another great start to 2022. He had a pretty torrid Friday, but recovering on Saturday uh, to round out the top 10. Matt Q and Jonathan Noble are our eyes and ears in the paddock this weekend in Saudi Arabia. And I'm joined today by Jonathan Noble uh, to talk about not only qualifying, which was an amazing qualifying session, a real must-watch if you haven't caught it yet and you're listening to the podcast first for a bit of analysis. Uh, there was a massive shunt. Uh, the the whole Formula One paddock, massive relief uh, that uh, Mick Schumacher is okay. We'll get onto that. But let's rewind. When we left you last night on the podcast, 
We thought it was the driver's briefing, uh, which turned into a GPDA meeting. The drivers eventually getting the reassurances they needed from the organisers, from security officials, talking to team managers, team principals, and uh, those from Formula One and FIA as well. Formula One... At some point yesterday, well, you know what social media is like. Rumours were swirling that the drivers were erring on the side of not racing for safety and security reasons. What with that oil facility being attacked, that missile attack, uh, just a few short miles away from where the circuit is. But the drivers deciding to go ahead and race this weekend. But that went on late UK time, but plus three hours. Very late Saudi Arabian time. Uh, Jonathan Noble, it was... uh, uh, a, a strange end to a Friday, but a very, very late one. Yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of tired people in the paddock this morning. I think most people got to bed at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Normally, do that, say to that on a Grand Prix weekend, and it's normally been a pretty good party, but uh, everyone was working here very, very late. Obviously, the drivers made the decision to race on. Um, it was formal communication this morning from F1 and FIA that that was happening. Um, and the GPDA put a statement out as well about the you know the human emotions they felt um, from the explosion of the missile and worrying about you know the teams families even the media Fernando Alonso explained this evening was a was a factor in their their thoughts um, so we, we kind of came in but as often happens in Formula One uh, as soon as you get close to track action all the stuff that happens in the background fades away and very quickly we kind of stepped away from concerns about potential attacks or the you know the safety and security at the venue the assurances are there the team bosses are absolutely adamant that they've had you know credible guarantees about um, missile protection at the circuit um, they're not concerned about safety the the local authorities aren't concerned about safety and security here so I think in, in terms of this weekend and the next 40 hours I, I think you know it's everyone's heads down focus on getting through the race weekend and, and delivering a, a great spectacle hopefully on Sunday but I think after the weekend and this was this was mentioned in the FI press conference this morning there needs to be discussions about you know is it right to be racing here is it right to be racing at a venue that can only go ahead because it's got an effective anti-missile system in place um, is it right that we you know are putting 2,000 people in the F1 paddock you know th- through these potential risks and um, troubles at a time when Stefano Domenicali says there are 30 venues that could fill the calendar. So I think there's some big questions to be asked, but not this weekend. I think we'll get through the weekend now. Focus on racing um, after a great, great qualifying session today uh, and the future that's further down the line. So let's get on to the track action that we saw today, John, that you witnessed firsthand out there in Saudi Arabia. A, a cracking qualifying session for Formula One. At the end of the first runs, as I mentioned in the intro, it looked like it could have been Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari uh, getting pole position. He had some interesting setup changes that he made to his car, which uh, he particularly uh, liked and gave him some speed. Uh, Charles Leclerc also getting provisional pole at one point before Sergio Perez. Uh, I think you it's, it's fair to say surprising many people. And I say that because for his time at Red Bull, his short time at Red Bull so far, he has been slower than Max Verstappen. It would be very difficult for any teammate of a driver like Max Verstappen uh, to to excel and shine and to uh, just accept that, that number two driver position. But that doesn't mean that on his day, much like Bottas 
alongside Hamilton. Doesn't mean Sergio Perez alongside Max Verstappen. Uh, massively impressive qualifying today. Yeah, I think it was a well one one of the best qualifying sessions of the year. Obviously, because we only had two, but one of the best qualifying sessions I think we've had for an awful long time because you know any one of four drivers you know could arguably have had that pole position. Um, there's been some intriguing differences in pace, uh, which which first came to light in Bahrain last weekend between the Ferrari and the Red Bull. That the Ferrari seems better in low, medium speed acceleration phases, um, good traction. But as the Red Bull starts stretching its legs, kind of top speed, especially, that's where the the advantage of the Red Bull comes through. So, and you're seeing various sectors here. So sector one seems to be perfect Ferrari stomping ground. Um, kind of changes the direction, um, acceleration phases. Um, then you get towards the end of the lap. That's when the Red Bull starts, you know, pulling ahead and clawing that time back. And that's where Sergio kind of nailed it. That that final sector was enough to, to put him up. So, um, yeah, just a great, great, great session. And you know, what I think also great for for Sergio. Sure, Max Verstappen didn't have the best of sessions. Um, you, you know, obviously felt he could have done better couldn't find the the balance and the, the feel of the car just wasn't there to his to his liking but I think for Sergio to do it for so long you know the, the red the second driver at Red Bull has you know struggled to do anything to match Max and I think Sergio had phases like that last year kept his head down kept focusing he sees this opportunity of a, a second season at Red Bull uh, and I don't think anyone's unhappy to see Sergio Perez on in P1 really now, John, I want to pick your brains on something that I was talking about yesterday on the air on the Friday podcast with Hayden Cobb, our editor of Autosport.com. And he and I were just talking about how how detrimental to the the race on Sunday afternoon it was for Ferrari to have missed out on their long run laps and free practice too. So yeah, they did well when the fuel came out and the soft tyres went on, but actually they both clipped the wall both Ferrari drivers, different corners, literally corners of the car and, you know, track corners as well. But we were just wondering how much that would hurt, how much that would would hinder. And it's looking ominous, actually, because Red Bull came away from qualifying, admittedly not with a a front row lockout or anything, but with a a first and a fourth, but saying we focused on race pace. Well, they can say what they like about, you know, we focused on race pace, but in Bahrain, their race pace wasn't as strong as the Ferrari. Uh, The Ferrari had better tyre degradation and... Sure, Ferrari don't know what their own race pace is, but equally Red Bull don't know what Ferrari is capable of. So I don't see any particular um, reason as to why the Red Bull should be more sensational than the Ferrari um, tomorrow based on any data we've seen. Um, The Ferrari looks to be definitely in Bahrain was better on tyres. So I think it'll be be an even even fight. I don't think Ferrari have thrown away anything in terms of race pace to, to, to go for P1 here. I think that car is just well suited consistent in all conditions um i think charles especially knows how to what he needs to do over a race distance so i think we've just got a an absolutely fantastic scrap um at the front between two teams that have very very little um in pace between them and unlike last year where it was effectively you know max v lewis and occasionally the the number twos at the team would would get involved i think we've got four drivers all going for it all potentially on equal terms based on where they're sitting on the on the track uh, and it could be a absolutely sensational you know battle and there may be maybe some upset uh, second drivers tomorrow whichever way around it flips because there's some strategy calls may need to be made that sacrifice one driver in favor of the other 
Okay, working our way down the grid a little bit. Yeah, Max Verstappen finishing in the end uh, just over two tenths, two and a half tenths off of teammate Sergio Perez. Max in fourth. Esteban Ocon, the first Alpine, but both Alpines way up. Uh, Esteban Ocon fifth, Fernando Alonso seventh. They will be delighted uh, with that. And splitting the Alpines, George Russell. But from fifth down to tenth, it was really, really tight. And so any of these drivers... You know, within a, a tenth or so, uh, could have uh, made up some places or lost them. George Russell, the sole Mercedes, the lone Mercedes in the top 10, in the top 15, and not because Lewis didn't start qualifying, but because for the first time in four or five years, 2017 was the last time he got knocked out in Q1. Uh, Lewis Hamilton not making it out of the first session, uh, in the end finishing 2.1 seconds off the eventual pole time. John, what was happening with Lewis Hamilton? Just not happy with the balance. Um, basically, I spoke to and- Andrew Shovlin, um, trackside engineering director at uh, Mercedes this evening. Um, basically, Lewis talked about, you know, went the wrong direction set up. I don't think the difference was massive between him and George, but I think in simple terms, Lewis put too much front end on the car, um, fine, which gave him good turning, but I think made the rear a bit loose. Um, and he just lacked confidence um, in that ability to push for a single lap. Um, the team say that their strength with this car is better on better on Sundays than it does on Saturdays. So I think it's all the the problems of that W13 they're having, the porpoising, a bad balance, not being so strong on single laps, all kind of came together uh, and culminated in a pretty difficult afternoon for Lewis. And I don't think tomorrow is going to be easy either. We've not got a scenario like. Brazil last year has got a massive pace advantage over everyone else. The grid this year is so competitive. Um, so I think making any progress tomorrow is going to be very difficult. But equally, it could be chaotic, could be opportunities, safety cars, and make the pit at the right time, and you can jump a lot of a lot of cars. So it's still everything to play for. But if the race runs as as a standard Grand Prix, I did, wouldn't expect Lewis to make that much progress up near the front. All right, I've mentioned it a couple of times, John. We do need to talk about that massive accident for Mick Schumacher. A huge shunt and a very heavy hit. Uh, losing the car around turn 10 and the concrete walls of turn 11. Car coming to arrest at turn 12. Of course, it's all concrete walls on a street circuit. Enormously high speeds around many parts of this track. Uh, but uh, Schumacher... At the point of impact, the car firstly disintegrating and doing what it should do. The new regulations this year, which is all about the rear end of the car, uh, detaching uh, under less impact than previous regulations. Thinking about to uh, Roman Grosjean's impact in Bahrain. So those regulations seem to have done their job. We don't know. We can't compare and contrast exact accidents, but it looks like that helped, again, dissipate some energy. We saw saw bits of the car flying off. Maybe a few new viewers to Formula One because of Netflix or the battle last year might have uh, been surprised at how many parts of the car fall off, but that's all about dissipating that energy. But I I don't want to try and minimize in any way at all this was a huge huge accident the team didn't know what condition Mick was in because it lost all communications to the car uh, when it went side on into that uh, uh, concrete wall just a horrible horrible accident to uh, to watch John and, and, and a really bad place to have it as well yeah I think it's probably one of the worst places that you can crash here but barrier is very very close to the circuit and actually straight concrete it wasn't a safer barrier um, so you know hefty impacts the biggest 22 car shunt we've seen um, so far um, I think all four corners are damaged um, Mick himself finally was they took him to the medical centre didn't find any injuries but sent him off to hospital for precautionary checks which I think is a standard for such a high impact crash 
Um, he's been released this evening, straight back to the hotel. But the team's already taken the decision not to race um, twofold, really. One, because the field's so competitive, which will be Lewis's limiting factor tomorrow moving forwards, that there's very little chance of starting from the pit lane, which they'd have to do because they need to replace the chassis. Um, so starting from the pit lane uh, to make much progress and come forward unless it's complete chaos and carnage. Um, so very little to gain tomorrow and a lot to lose. If there's another crash, they lose more spare parts. Um, the cars get shipped to Australia straight direct from here on Monday. Um, so the risk is they, they risk wrecking Australia when Mick will be back to full fitness, should get hopefully two cars into Q3 and score more points. So they don't want to jeopardise potentially better opportunities in the future for the off chance of potentially picking something up tomorrow but more likely more damage more chaos um, more downside um, so it's just a, a sensible decision to take um, for a team that you know will be happy if just one car Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year I was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life changing amounts of cash be like Mary log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl that's ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Kevin Magnuson gets some, some more points tomorrow. Yeah, uh, right. A quick mention for teammate Kevin Magnuson, who again, yeah, I said he's, he's off to a great start in 2022. Coming in 10th, uh, you would say a hash driver would be not just happy, but over the moon with that result. But he said he had a car for a better result than that. Um, having, was it like a, a stiff neck or something, John, or, or an issue with his neck at least? And, you know, not surprising, he's been out of a Formula One car uh, for a long time. And, and this is an incredibly fast street circuit and coming just a week after, no recovery time at all from the previous Grand Prix. But um, he almost seemed disappointed at putting that Haas in 10th. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin said his thing is neck locked. Um, he reckoned he would have had a car for P5. Is absolutely on rails today. Really, really happy with it. But just felt he he didn't get enough out of it. But he's been quite adamant, you know, from when he signed his first signed that contract of has to make his comeback. That it was going to take him some time to get up to speed. Um, I think he got through Bahrain, but Bahrain's got a lot of low speed corners. Whereas, you know, this Jetta circuit has got awful lot of high speed flat out sections, a lot more G forces, a lot more punishing. Uh, and I think it's just taken its toll so tough afternoon but Gunter Steiner said tonight hopes that Kevin's physio works the magic um, gets him into a, a decent shape tomorrow so he can come through and grab some points so that top 10 then so yeah we've covered off uh, Fernando Alonso 7th Bottas 8th Gasly 9th Magnussen 10th the two McLarens were next Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo respectively but a post-qualifying penalty Ricardo handed a three-place grid penalty for impeding Ocon uh, which was when you saw it on the uh, the world feed a bit of a slam dunk I'm sorry to say uh, but yeah look at this uh, 11th and 12th McLarens Mercedes the uh, Lance Strolls Aston Martin followed by Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes followed by Alex Albon's Williams Mercedes followed by Nico Hulkenberg's Aston Martin Mercedes followed by Nicholas Latifi's Williams Mercedes in 19th what is this issue with the Mercedes power units because it's not a case of overnight new season Mercedes PU is a dog it's that that isn't it it's 
it's those teams are all seem to be having their own issues, although some of those issues are similar. John, can you just explain to our listeners why, you know, why we're seeing this, that an engine or a power unit that was so dominant for so long, uh, propping up the timesheets a little bit? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's a multi, there's multiple factors at play. Um, I think if you've got a, you know, an engine that's, 50 horsepower clear of everybody else you can then run more downforce and the car's more comfortable and you can compromise your straight line speed because you've got the power to compensate but if, if your engine's equal or you're, you're slightly down in your rivals you're then trimming downforce off, the car doesn't feel as comfortable, you can lose take the tyres out of the right operating window so I, th- I think, I don't think their problem's entirely the Mercedes engine I don't think the problem is entirely down to aero, probably a combination of lots of little factors coming together and I think we need more samples to basically understand what is the primary factor is it coincidence that those three teams have taken a certain direction based on is it the dimensions of the Mercedes engine or the way it's cooling requirements are or the way it's performing so um, I think there's a lot of head scratching going on without any kind of firm definitive answers just yet Oh, thank you very much for joining us live on the podcast tonight, John, from Saudi Arabia. We really appreciate it. The listeners really appreciate hearing you uh, talking on location uh, about what you've uh, what you've witnessed today and, uh, and bringing us all the inside line and the, the sights and sounds of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. I won't ask for a prediction because, well, I mean, you can pick. You can pick some names, names if you want, but this is what we wanted, right? These new regulations uh, delivering... Anything could happen on Sunday afternoon. Now, the Red Bulls, we know they're quick. The Ferraris are definitely going to be buoyed by last weekend in Bahrain. And we know that if it's on a street circuit, there are incidents, there are accidents, there are safety cars, that we've got teams like Alpine and Alpha and Alpha Tauri and, and Haas, uh, although admittedly only one of those racing on Sunday afternoon, that are ready to pick up some big points and possibly a surprise podium if they can stay out of trouble. What do you reckon... How do you reckon some of the teams might play Sunday afternoon and who are you going to be looking at? It's an, a, a win prediction is impossible, John, but, but give us your thoughts. There's no room for error here. Um, we've got 22 cars that can follow and overtake and pass. Um, we've got, I think we have got a slight split in the grid between the, the Ferrari and Red Bull, which seem a step above basically the rest of the pack. So I, I think we've got just two tiers now rather than last year you had the top two teams and a massive gap and then Ferrari McLaren um, slotting in and then then the rest kind of shuffled around a bit I think behind it's much much closer um, Mercedes are in that pack not so far behind um, I think there will be a lot of action there'll be incidents and I think as often happens on street circuits safety cars breed safety cars so once that sequence starts I think it'll be a, a chaotic afternoon hopefully a safe afternoon um, and hopefully a spectacular one um, and I can't say tonight who's favourite for this win because you know I think the Ferraris and Red Bulls are so evenly matched that you know, it could come down to a strategy call or you know making your pit stop, delaying your pit stop by a lap when a safety car comes out and then you've won it through nothing you've done but through other people's circumstances. But that's why uh, you need to tune in. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan Noble, joining us on the podcast today. Matt Q is our F1 reporter for Autosport. Make sure you read all of his uh, pieces on autosport.com tomorrow and get all the background. If you missed any of the stories today, make sure you read those. Check out his articles on Autosport Plus as well. It's our subscriber area that we like to put some long read analysis into as well. So if you do love your racing, you want to go uh, deeper and, and dive deeper into the data and the analysis, you can check out Autosport Plus. That's 
that section uh, for uh, uh, for those that like to get just a little bit more information. And join us on the podcast tomorrow. We should be joined by Jess McFadden uh, once again. We missed her last weekend. Of course, Matt will join us from the circuit, and Alex Kalinorkis uh, gets this one off. Uh, no travelling for him, but he's done a fair share of travelling in uh, uh, pre-season, so uh, we'll we'll let him off. But he'll be uh, he'll be back in his uh, his palatial London bedsit, I'm sure, <laughs> somewhere. Make sure you join us for Sunday's podcast and a full. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Review the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. See you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, you can get boosted deposits by 57% up to $1,000 on the Gambit DC app and up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost at Gambit DC retail locations. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.